Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you are doing okay today. This uh, past few days have been really emotionally rough for everybody. Especially those of us who are consciously aware of the ascension and consciously aware of energies this stupid supernova I am I'm calling this energy that it blasted the flipping universe with um, it's this purple energy I'm calling it the Eeyore cloud the Eeyore cloud has descended upon all of us like a pox on all of our houses not at all happy with this stupid freaking cloud it just um I don't know. It's just like for a couple days I've been depressed anyway because, I mean, I talked to you guys about a couple things that happened. Like a man I had been interested in for two years, he said he was going to finish his university and then come down and we were thinking about being a couple, you know, and I know he's not my twin. I know he's not, but he's such a darling personality and sweet, handsome, everything, you know, he's the full package intelligent, ambitious, selfless. He's a light worker too. You know, sweet, positive. Oh my God, he's so positive. And we just go along perfect. And and then he just decided out of nowhere that, you know, he told me about a month ago that he was coming to visit me. He was saving his money to visit me. Out of nowhere, he just started dating this other person and bothered not to tell me couldn't be bothered to let me know so here I'm still waiting for him kind of I mean people ask me out and I make an excuse and I don't go (laughs) you know because we kind of have this agreement and you know people that were interested in me or wanting to maybe have a relationship with me I'm like nah you know uh, really nah you know (laughs) hemming and hawing with a bunch of sounds that don't actually formulate into words Eh. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know, because I was kind of kept in the back of my mind. Like, God, you know, he's he's ambitious. He's hardworking. He has a couple businesses. He's a real go-getter. He's the kind of man that I want to be with. You know, someone who's got it going on, baby. You know, it's not enough for someone to be you know, smart. I want someone to have everything, you know, good looking, smart, sweet, loving, and kind. And it would help if he doesn't ask me for money. You know, that's, that's something. 
you know, he was perfect for me in a way, I mean, at least 98%. And, you know, and then that, so that happened last week. And then in the past two to three days, found out my, my friend, my, one of my best friends from the past 30 years of my life is dying of brain cancer. And you know, it's, I have known her longer than I haven't known her in this life. I mean, spiritually speaking, I've known her for freaking eons, millennia, maybe longer. I mean, we're like two peas in a pod. Probably got that saying from her. Half of the things I say I got from her. Half of my funny sayings and weird things that I blurt out. A lot of it is stuff I've heard from her. I mean, she was a great, big influence on my life. Met her when I was, oh gosh, 19, 20. Yeah, no, I was 19. Oh my God. Crazy stuff. Anyway, I I love her so much. I'm going to miss her so much. I already do. Can't talk to her. She's brain cancer. It's over. She can't talk anymore. It's just, you know. But it's been, but besides those two things, and then there's been a couple other complications in my life, but it's just like I felt no hope. I guess that would be the phrase for today. I felt like I had no hope for my future. I have confidence in my abilities. I love myself, but no hope for my future. That was, and that's not how I normally feel, but that was the stupid freaking Eeyore cloud. My, my, my kid has been depressed all day, sad. We both came out of our room about the same time. I'm all, I'm all, what have you been doing today? Were you sleeping? So no, I was pretty much in my room just all day laying around crying. <laughs> I'm like, so was I. It's, it's not you. It's, it's an energy. It's like, what's going on for, for us from the universe, not just us personally, but everyone on the planet. It's a stupid supernova cloud, the Eeyore cloud that it freaking rained down on us. So I hope that whenever and wherever you guys are, you're listening to this, that you realize that when this energy descends upon you and you start and of course, it's going to make you bring up the energy of it is making you bring up stuff from your past. Realize that those attitudes, that that's not you anymore. <laughs> Suicidal thoughts that you haven't had for years, but it's, you know, maybe when you were younger, when that's coming back, it's not you anymore. There was a lady who mentioned that on one of the um, YouTube channels that I listened to, one of the spiritual channels. She said, you know, I love myself and my life is hard right now. I don't truly want to kill myself. I don't hate myself, but I can't help but have had suicidal thoughts for like the past three days. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell, where's this coming from? It's not really me. So if you're having these kinds of thoughts, I want you to ask yourself, is this really me? Or is this my past coming back to haunt me? 
or am I picking up on somebody else's energy or maybe I don't really feel this way and maybe you're not upset for the reason you think remember going back to not lesson in a course in miracles you're never upset for the reason you think this stupid Eeyore cloud. Then we have some really crazy uh, bits of levity in our lives when we realize that Donald Trump decided that he wants to buy Greenland. (laughs) I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you know, it's going to be green as soon as all the ice is melted. But what the hell? Like, he just thinks it's for sale? No one put up Greenland for sale. What the hell is he thinking? He's such a wingnut. He's such a freaking wingnut. Greenland for sale. Oh my God. And the person who, like the prime minister of that country, I think it's the Netherlands. She's like, no one ever said we're going to sell Greenland. We're not selling him Greenland. Why is he even bringing that up? What a weirdo. He's such a weirdo. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, it's just weird stuff. Weird, weird, weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's all just too weird for me. But, um... We're 99 on the Ascension Symptoms Scale, and it's not as much physical this time today as it is just psychologically draining and emotionally devastating and just spiritually demeaning it feels like to me just I've had this overall general general malaise and no hope for the future I mean that's literally been my thing for the whole day like I absolutely have no hope for my future whereas as you guys remember two three days ago I was saying God I have the brightest future life is great I feel so great and it's like God am I just bipolar (laughs) I don't think so I don't think that's what this is I think I'm being affected by this stupid purple cloud this energy cloud is it energy cloud it's not an actual physical purple cloud although here the clouds have been awfully purple lately and in the past 24 to 48 hours and earlier I did see pink clouds that normally pink will make me very happy and the pink had such a sadness to it I mean I was looking at these clouds and I just it made me feel worse and I was like well thanks God for trying to cheer me up but those clouds are sad it had that purple energy mixed in I tried to meditate with the pink clouds and I got I felt worse felt worse I'm like what the hell so I wanted to bring it up because I don't want you guys to think that all this sudden negative Nelly crap is from you it's not it's from your past it's not who you are now I mean I know none of these thoughts are me now I just know that it's put me into a really crappy energy from my 20s in my childhood <sighs> like I couldn't even start this this episode for a long time I mean I wanted to do I wanted to record this around 7 or 8 and I was so sad and I'm still so sad but I'm better than I was I started answering um, 
in a really kind of a jackassy way, <laughs> in my hey yoka lightning shaman way, um, people were asking questions on Quora, and I and I'm an, I mean I've had like twenty six thousand people have read my my answers around the world, and so I love writing for Quora, <laughs> and they um, and some people direct questions directly to me. And so I got roped in because this guy asked me if there was going to be a, um, will a passport be needed for space exploration? Oh, God, and I'm in a jackassy mood like this. I mean, my answers are going to be hilarious, and also I'm going to be a bit of an a-hole. Anyway... <laughs> So I just started answering. In fact, if you guys want to see my answer, it's pretty hilarious. I think anyway, (laughs) if I read it tomorrow and I think by the light of the day, it's not, I might erase it, but I think I'm going to leave it. Um, He said, um, or I said something about when the aliens come to abduct you, there really isn't any uh, paperwork in the psyops for the gray aliens. So don't worry about your passport. (laughs) I mean, you know, it, it, it happens. <laughs> it's like, like, really, that's the thing you're worried about. Like, I didn't even say this part, but I'm thinking it now. Like, really? You, like, you, you want to go space exploring and you're worried about paying for a $200 passport? Are we completely ignoring the fact that it's going to be like $100,000 to go up and explore space? You know, minimum or, you know... I'm sure that the cost will come down over years and it'll be $25,000, but the $200 expense, that was your concern? Not dying in space, not your concern? Huh. <laughs> not being hit by, you know, having a, a, a breach in the hull of your ship by a particle? Come on. That's your thing? That's your... It was hilarious. And he directed it at me. He specifically said I wanted... Elena to answer. It's like, what the hell? And then I saw another one that was so hilarious. I had to freaking answer it. Of course, like a jerk again. But the the other question was, can I adopt a baby with a criminal record in Canada? I'm like, damn, babies in Canada can have a criminal record? Oh my God. That's brutal, man. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, um, I don't know. I, uh, this day, I swear to God, I just, you know, and I was waiting for these meals to be delivered. I think, did I mention this yesterday? I'm not sure if I even said this yesterday, but I found an ad online. This person who does speak perfect English, which is awesome. This person, um, I think they live in my neighborhood, which is a little weird and creepy, but also maybe good. I don't know. But this ad was, we will do paleo or keto or whatever diet plan you want. Just let us know. And it's like a nutritionist who also is a chef and they want to make the meals and they make them in advance and they bring the meals to you. Every Monday they make the deliveries. And then they would just every Monday and then you pay. And so for a hundred dollars, I got my son and I 10 meals each, three lunches and seven dinners. All right. That's cool. I mean, 50 bucks each, not bad. 
I waited for like an hour staring out the window. Like, where are these people? And at like five 30, they said, Oh, well we had you on the schedule for after six. And I was like, what the heck, you know? And they didn't bother calling me till like seven o'clock or something. And so it was just, even now it was just like, God, you know, did you just forget us? Like in that played into this weird self-esteem crap from the Eeyore cloud. And I'm like, dude, like this isn't, this isn't funny anymore. I even said to God, like, I don't think this is funny anymore. Like, I don't like this. I hate this energy. I've got to slough it off, you know, just give me in a spiritual exfoliant. <laughs> I don't want this kind of crappy energy near me at all. I'm so positive usually. And I radiate this loving, beautiful vibe. And then this crap happens like, <sighs> er, you know, and, and on days like this, it's hard to be positive. It's hard to be positive, you know, but once I realized it was the Eeyore cloud and this is why I'm bringing it up, I want you guys to know this is a freaking Eeyore cloud. It's making everybody go, oh, I don't feel like me. <laughs> You're like Eeyore, you know, oh, it's such a sad day. I'm going to go and cry. <laughs> Eeyore, I love Eeyore. He's so sweet and he's so emotionally profound and deep and he's an empath, you know. I think he's sad he pulls everyone else's sadness away. Everyone around him is always happy and I think that's why he's pulling, you know. But I mean, it's like, God, it's so... It's just so uh, disruptive and destructive is what it's been. I mean, the hard crap I'm already going through in my life, I was handling it. I'm sad about it. I mean, guys are like a freaking bus. Another one comes along every 10 minutes for me, but usually I don't take the bus. <laughs> I prefer to take a taxi. Thank you very much. Or an airplane. Airplane's always better. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, you can't, when you lose a best friend like this, it's so, you know, it's like part of you wants to say, well, what the hell is the point of living? What the hell is the point of living? You know, I got my other girlfriend, Mel, and she's keeping me on the straight and narrow. She made me promise I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't hurt myself. You know, of course I'm not gonna, I gotta, I gotta be here for you guys too. And you guys are here for me already. I've heard from so many of you and it makes me really happy to hear from you guys when you do write me, you know, and I don't have any plans. I promised my kids I wouldn't, you know, but, but the thoughts that are there are so hurtful. It's more like the thoughts are hurtful than, you know, I don't have a plan obviously, but the thoughts are hurtful. And then the stupid damn Eeyore cloud, you know, makes, it amplifies everything. It's like a negative generator, you know, generates more negativity for you and me and everybody around us. Anyway, we're 99 in the ascension symptom scale and it's all psychological and mental symptoms. I did have a lot of sharp shooting pains in my ears and that has been something that's been reported to a lot of people through a lot of people on the various channels I listen to. So <clears throat> there is also that. I want to let you guys know about the Schumann Resonance today. 
Disclosurenews.it, they said it is, this is weird because they're little, they have like a little, um, dial for lack of any kind of better word I could come up with right now. It's a dial. And when you go to their website and you refresh the page, you know, at first it's blank and then the blue comes up, it's a circle. And then it dials down to where the Hertz frequency was. Anyway, on the dial thing, it says 15 Hertz or Hertz 15. But then when you look at the uh, description, the 1700 UTC time report for today says another calm day. There were some variations on 10 Hertz around four and nine UTC. So what is it? 10 or 15 Hertz? Weird, right? I don't know. This, this website has been just very strange lately. I'm grateful for them though. I mean, they've helped us understand, you know, a little bit more what's going on for sure. But they're, sometimes they're, they're very strange. Now I'm looking at Heart Math Institute and I mean, I'm looking at the, the massive, most of the places look like they were steady all straight across the board, except for Lithuania and Alberta, Canada. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read to you guys these numbers. So California is always first because that's just the first one they have on the list. What the heck? Now this, now this is not even a responsive page. I can't even tell you what it is. Unbelievable. Yesterday wasn't even working at all, was it? All right. All right, here we go. Finally. Okay. I'm like, what is happening? Okay. At midnight in California, the Hertz frequency of the Schumann resonance was at 93. And it went down to 91 by 4 a.m. And in Hofuf, Hofuf, I love this word, Hofuf. <laughs> it's kind of a happy word, right? <laughs> in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, their uh, Shaman resonance hertz frequency was at 103. It's kind of big, right? And it went down to 102 by 4 a.m. So not a huge jump, right? In Lithuania, they started off at 15 hertz, but by the time 4 o'clock in the morning rolled around, they were at zero. I, I don't understand what, what <clears throat> excuse me, what's up with the zero thing. It's weird. In uh, Alberta, Canada, they started at 52 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance at midnight, and by 4 a.m., they were at zero also with Lithuania. It's very weird. Zero. In Northland, New Zealand, they started off at 66 at midnight and they went up to 70 by 4 a.m. And last but not least, in Hulului, South Africa, they started at 87 at midnight and they went just up to 89. So it's like there wasn't a lot of movement in any of these except the two that zeroed out. But even then, they weren't all that to begin with. I mean, let's see. On 
Oh yeah, I can't even tell what that is. Yeah, no, like August 16th. So like what, three days ago in Alberta, Canada, they were over 300. Now there's zero. It's all very weird, man. All right, I am going to read from ACIM.org. Stands for A Course in Miracles. We are in Lesson 72, and as you know, I just read a little excerpt every day, just so you kind of get um, a little more clear on who you are and your role in the universe in relationship to your Creator and God. I mean, who is God? Duh. <laughs> Said that weird. Um, but. I don't know. If you guys want to really, truly get involved with this, you have to go to ACIM.org or just download now. It's all free. And if you have a hard time seeing the words, there is a way that they read it directly to you. So that's always a positive. And I'm going to read directly to you right now. So there you go. Lesson 72 is holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. Holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. Where is salvation, Father? I do not know. Tell me that I may understand. That's what you need to ask God always for the what is a plan? What is a plan? Tell me the plans that I understand. Holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. Let me accept it instead. What is salvation, Father? That's what you should be asking God. If you're not comfortable using the word Father, you could say God. If you're not comfortable saying God, you could say universe. But this is Jesus, and he always referred to God as Father. It says, if you wait... In silence with your eyes closed, you will hear the answer of God. Anything you ask him, by the way, not just this. So holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. Um, let's see, I'm going to see what I can read that's good. The ego's fundamental wish is to replace God. In fact, the ego is the physical embodiment of that wish. For it is that wish that seems to surround the mind with a body, keeping it separate and alone, and unable to reach other minds except through the body that was made to imprison it. The limit on communication cannot be the best means to expand communication, yet the ego would have you believe that it is. And obviously it's the ego that holds the grievances. And when you hold the grievances, you're attacking God's plan for your own salvation. Anyway. Anyway, I hope you got something out of that. I I love the Course in Miracles. It's been, it's been a blessing in my life. I'm very uh, grateful for it. So anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, because of all the crap, the emotional crap that's been going on, we're going to have a conversation about mental health in relationship to self-confidence as well as self-esteem 
because people tend to get these things mixed up. You think you have one, so you think you have the other, or you don't have one, so you think you don't have the other. And we're going to talk about it. Um, I have a couple of funny quotes, some that are going to be enlightening, but also might make you cry. So grab a box of Kleenex. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like I'm making fun of you preemptively. I'm more making fun of myself, but I do have my box of Kleenex with me. Just so you know, I've been crying all day. You need your Kleenex. In fact, yesterday I went and bought Kleenex. Maybe I preemptively knew I was going to cry. You know, what happens if you don't, like if you don't buy aspirin, does that mean you don't get a headache? And, and, And when you buy aspirin, does that mean that you've anticipated and created the condition in which you get a headache? So you didn't waste your six bucks? Well, a dollar for me here in South America. But I mean, I don't know. I think about these things a lot. (laughs) Did I buy Kleenex? Does that mean I'm going to get sick? Does that mean I'm going to have an allergy? Well, I always have allergies. It's it's always been that way. So that's why I bought it. Because you never know, you need a Kleenex. But I I can't believe I bought Kleenex. And then I cried for four hours today. Unfreaking believable. Stupid Eeyore cloud. Rack'em, schmack'em, or cloud. <laughs> anyway, when I come back, we're going to have a conversation about self-esteem and self-confidence and how to, <clears throat> how to have both, what they are and how to have them both right after this. Hi guys, I know that it's summertime, it's August, I was born in August, and I know this is a hot, hot month, especially if you're in the United States, and now we've sent the hotness over to Europe. (laughs) So if you are enjoying the summer heat, but you're not enjoying what it's doing to your skin, I may have a solution for you. CTFO known for its high quality CBD oil hemp products. CTFO stands for change the future outcome. Of course, this is changing the future outcome of your skin, your life, and well, maybe your pocketbook. If you decide to join the business for absolutely free and the link is provided for the products and the business right in this show's description. I just wanted to let you know real quick that CTFO has a brand new full spectrum CBD oil, hemp oil infused SPF 30 sunscreen. So this looks amazing. This is really going to help you out with those fine lines, dark spots, and skin aging that normally would occur if you did not use any protection at all. Uh, As you know, CBD oil does help against free radicals. It helps get rid of wrinkles. It reverses skin conditions such as ruddiness, breakouts, and also inflammation in the skin. So this is a gentle sheer formula enriched with antioxidants and it protects 
all skin types as well as being water resistant. We also have a new after sun skincare cream filled with vitamin D. And as you know, your skin would love to absorb the vitamin D, not just from the sun, but also from the cream after you're out of the sun. Remember we talked about a couple weeks ago how vitamin D can help you absorb things like magnesium, potassium, vitamin C, and it goes down to the bone and it makes you so healthy. Vitamin D is excellent. And here it's this, this cream, this after sun skincare cream has loads of vitamin D. So if you want to check it out, yeah, if you don't want to, that's cool. If you want to check it out, there is a link in the show's description. Just wanted to let you guys know. guys self-esteem and self-confidence what did you guys do during the break (laughs) I cried (laughs) even more like oh my god with this cloud already (laughs) and I also recorded 25 minutes of this show of this part of the show and then I deleted it I'm starting over and um, (laughs) I think I have a a good self-esteem I think I have a good self-confidence but I'm gonna talk to you guys about what this is so basically self-confidence is you trust in yourself to in your abilities to do something whether it's giving a speech in front of a crowd of 10,000 people or whether it's riding a bicycle on the sidewalk I mean you have to have a lot of confidence to trust that you're not gonna fall off these two wheels right (laughs) they're all they are awfully thin (laughs) Compared to your body, I mean, I don't know you or your body, but I can pretty much safely say that every person who rides a bike on earth is, at least their head is wider than the tires. <laughs> you know, and it's like kind of hard to, you gotta have the right kind of confidence. <laughs> Skateboarding is even worse. I have no confidence in my ability to skateboard. I have every confidence I will fall. I'm like, <laughs> But whatever it is that you do in life, you have to have confidence in your abilities. And if you don't, you have to build up your confidence. We're going to talk about how to build up your confidence and how to build up your self-esteem. But first, we have to understand what self-confidence and self-esteem are. So basically, self-confidence is when you are trusting your ability to do something like... um, You know, like the examples I obviously just gave. But a lot of times your confidence will come from doing something repeatedly until you feel good at doing it. You know, like the first day you get, you stand before a crowd to give a speech, you're probably going to choke. You know, you're probably going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) I mean, most people. You know, would be interested in giving a speech at all. You know, most people, it's like the number one fear that people have is is um, <laughs> giving a speech in front of people. And the second fear is dying. So it's hilarious. It's like, like when Jerry Seinfeld said, most people would rather be in the casket than delivering the eulogy at a funeral. 
<laughs> and it's true for the most part, but self-confidence is something that you can build up by doing something repeatedly until you feel confident in doing it. You feel good about your ability. You feel strong. You know, so the first time you pick up a violin, you're not going to be very good at it. It's going to sound like you're killing a cat. Or again, ignore the fact that the strings used to be made from cat gut. But anyway, (laughs) when you first pick up a violin, you're going to be like, "Uh, I don't think I could do this. But then with practice, you realize, well, it's actually a really fun instrument to play. It's sounds beautiful and vibrates through your whole body. And, and then after you learn a couple notes, then you feel like, Oh, I might be able to do this. And then maybe after a year or two, you're, you're, you've got songs memorized and you feel great. That's what self-confidence is. You feel confident in your ability and you trust yourself and you trust your ability to get the job done, no matter whether it's playing the violin or leading a project at a big corporation or standing on stage and delivering a whole concert or writing a book or riding a bike. It's when you have a confidence in your ability to do things and get things done and you trust yourself. Now, self-esteem, this is a whole nother level. It's a whole nother ball game and people get them mixed up. Maybe because the word self is in front. I don't know. When it's pointed out, it's easy to understand the difference. But until you really think about it, a lot of times you get them mixed up and you feel like maybe the words are kind of interchangeable with with each other. But self-esteem is about loving and valuing yourself. It's not having a conf, you know, like confidence in your abilities. It's about holding yourself in high regard inside your own heart and mind. Understanding how valuable you are to yourself and to the world and to God. You know, you might not feel very valuable to your immediate family, I know I've struggled with that my whole life. I mean, my mother gave me away the day I was born, you know, so anyone who's ever been adopted has that one, you know, it's a really crappy club to be a part of, to be honest, you know, like I forgive my mom and I love my mom, but I don't like uh, the fact that she made me feel unworthy from the very second I took my first breath. You know, and I have a little bit of resentment there still. I really do. I just, I don't know if you could ever get rid of it. I did forgive her, but I still kind of resent that a little bit. You know, because it, it, it trickles down through the rest of your life when you're in this situation. And a lot of people are. In fact, I've talked to a couple of people who reached out to me. They're in the same boat as me. And so this is an extra level. <laughs> it's an extra level thing. Not only did your parent give you away. But the family who raised you, there's always a feeling or a sense that you're with them, with them, but you're not of them. You're always a little bit of an outsider. You get that. Yeah, but you're adopted. You wouldn't understand, you know, and then plus, even if you don't, even even if they treat you 100 percent. And, and you feel even if you don't even know until you're older, then you feel betrayed when you find out 
And then that also causes a separation. When you're an adopted person, it's hard, man. There's some heavy duty psychological trauma that comes with that. And another part of it is um, you're always treated as an outsider, but even if you're not and everything goes smoothly and they never tell you, or maybe they do tell you, my mom told me from the beginning and she said, well, you're special because we chose you. And I believed that. But at the same time, there was that sense of not from my mom, my adopted mom <clears throat> or from my adopted dad, but from the rest of the family, there was always a sense of um, I was an outsider and I never looked like them. I was the only redhead in the whole family. I looked way different. I had green eyes and red hair. Everyone else had like brown hair and blue eyes or dark blonde and blue eyes. I didn't look like any of them. They're all really tall. Most of them were fat. And I was always a skinny, sickly redhead kid with super pale skin. And I never looked like them. And I always felt like an outsider. I felt like a freaking alien. <laughs> We're not talking about star seeds tonight. I think I am a star seed, but I did. I felt like a freaking alien. And, and that's when you're an adopted person. You do. You kind of feel like an alien. You feel like you just dropped out of freaking nowhere. And these random people are raising you. And there's not that genetic code bond that that you have with your own children or your own parents, you know? And so when I met my real mom, you know, it was like, I, you know, I had a lot in common with her that it, it could only be explained as genetic. We had the same taste and colors that we liked and, and, um, clothing we picked out and wore. We, we would show up the same place with the same outfit on. It was weird. It was spooky. But I finally felt like I belonged. But then the rest of the family were like, yeah, but we didn't know you for 30 years. So, and I was an outsider then too. So there's a whole other set, a whole, whole other set of circumstances when you're an adoptee. Like you're going to be feeling always like an outsider. You know, I'm like in the world, but not of it. I'm in the family, but not of it. And you don't really feel like you belong. And then when you meet your new family, I mean, your old family or your original family, then they become your new family. Then your old family feels like, well, we don't have to deal with you anymore. You found your family, whatever. And, and no one says it. No one will ever say that, you know, unless they're just assholes, but no one really says it, but it's like a general, it's like a feeling. It's a sense. So I felt like I didn't belong anywhere growing up. And then when I met my family, I felt like, oh, everything started clicking. But then after the initial get to know you, no one really cared to keep in touch with me. And I reached out to many of my cousins and they don't really ever respond. It's like they might respond like once out of every 25 times. So I kind of just stopped writing to them. So now I don't have any family at all that talks to me. My brothers, and God bless them both, like my adopted brother and my birth brother. But every now and again, I hear from my stepsister. I have a huge family, but like, I feel like I have no family except for my own children that came out of my body. I don't really have anybody day in and day out that cares enough to ask how I'm doing even, you know? So anyway, that's what happens when you're an adoptee. When you find out that your parents aren't your parents, or even if you know growing up, it's just, there's always that weird outsiderness feeling. 
But what if you did grow up with your own family and you grow up with um, everything normal-ish, mom, dad, you have a brother or a sister or whatever, you know, cat, dog, white picket fence, whatever. You could still grow up with with a low uh, self-esteem. You know, like what if um, you have an older sibling and that older sibling always is like, say it's a brother and he's the jock and he's won the awards and he's got his picture and his name up at the school and and you can't play sports for shit. <laughs> what happens then? You know, and everyone compares you to your brother or maybe your brother gets, or your sister is your older sister and she gets good grades and she's like super intelligent and she could do math and she does everything and you come along and they expect the same from you. I mean, you're a little bit of a slacker and you don't understand math and it, none of this crap makes any sense. And why do you need to know it anyhow, you know? And that can play upon your, your self-esteem. Or what if you're an only child? It doesn't matter. Or one of 10, it doesn't matter. Birth, okay, birth uh, order does matter as far as middle kids always get ignored compared to, because when the baby comes along, everyone has to take care of the baby. And the oldest is the star because that's the one doing everything first. First this, first that, everything. The second kid comes along and they do their first walk. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's not a big of a deal, you know. It is. In my household, it was. But... And then both my kids were kind of jealous of each other. They both have excellent things that they're good at and they get a little bit jealous of each other. But um, but self-esteem can be... It, it can be hard to obtain... a a high level of self-esteem because sometimes the people around you don't value you and then you take your cues from other people and no one goes out of their way to tell you you're not supposed to listen to what other people think screw them love yourself and know that you're valuable in and of yourself that's the truth You don't have to have a degree to be valuable. You don't have to be the jock that, you know, did everything right in high school to be valuable. You don't have to be um, really intelligent to be valuable. You don't have to have a lot of money to be valuable. God created you, and that's what makes you valuable. You're on earth because you're needed right now. That's what makes you valuable. You are. You are. And that's what makes you valuable. So stop building your your self-esteem out of the house of cards that is everybody's opinions. I just heard this yesterday. Um, Stop listening to goop. The good opinions of other people. Goop. G-O-O-P. Goop is just freaking goop. (laughs) It's like gravy. You don't really need it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good opinions of other people don't freaking matter in assessing whether or not you're valuable 
Well, you're worthwhile. If you're living and you're breathing, then God thought that you were valuable enough to create. That's all you need to know. Do you think that the apple tree says, I don't think that I'm worthy. I I don't think I'm valuable. I didn't put out as many apples as that apple tree over there. I'm not worth anything. I'm going to just die now. I mean, only humans do this crap to themselves. Trees don't do it to themselves. Animals don't do it to themselves. <laughs> I mean, the chutzpah in these, in these pigeons outside my window, Fred and Ethel Mertz, they come and they, they'll peck at the window and beg me to feed them. They demand me to feed them. They don't have, their self-esteem doesn't waver, not even for a second. If I leave for the weekend, yeah, I come back in three days, they're angry because I didn't feed them. How dare I leave? They don't feel like, oh, maybe I wasn't worthy to not get fed by the the stranger. (laughs) Yesterday, no, it was two days ago, they both asked me to feed them at different times I fed them and... And they were so hungry. They had to have the, the, the food that was feeding them. They, they, um, they were eating out of my hand. They didn't wait for me to pour it onto the windowsill for them. They're eating out of my hand. And Fred, the, the boy went, the boy pigeon, he, he put his paw, paw, claw on my finger and wrapped his whole claw around my finger like a baby would hold your finger. And I was like, oh, you're so cute. And then, you know, I moved my hand in a way he didn't like. So, of course, he bit me. And I couldn't move my hand because he's holding on to me. And I didn't want to drop him. <laughs> but pigeons don't think, huh, maybe I'm not worthy to get food. No. They, they expect it. You give it to them once, they expect it forever. <laughs> They're like raccoons that way. <laughs> You feed a raccoon pancakes on a Saturday, he'll be back next Saturday because they've got a calendar. Believe you me, they've got a little calendar in their den. They're marking, they're marking, marking time off with those little scratchy nails of theirs. <laughs> but, I don't know. I just, I just want you guys to get this through the soul and core of your being tonight that your value, you should value yourself and only base your value on the fact that you are, that you exist. That's it. (laughs) Now, if you think that you aren't valuable, what you're doing is you're second guessing God and you're judging God. And that's a sin. That's the greatest sin, in my opinion. Murdering people? Ah, you're just sending them back to, well, heaven or hell, wherever the hell they belong. But, you know, eventually they'll end up in heaven or reabsorbed back into the head of God. I mean... I'm not for that. <laughs> I do believe God when he says one of the ten rules, not things not to do. Don't kill people. Thou shalt not murder. <laughs> Thou shalt not kill. Whatever. But um, my, I think the greatest sin is to believe other people's lies about you and their negative stories about you and to make up lies and stories that aren't true about yourself. 
and second guessing God's opinion of you, God's good opinion of you is that you're worthy. You're worthy enough to be created and you're worthy enough to keep alive today. If you're hearing this, I know you've been created and I know that you're alive and I know that you are extremely valuable. You are very special. And I know that regardless of what your parents or your siblings or your neighbors or your boss might think about you, you're lovable, you're worthy, you're capable. And you came here to do specific things. And you shouldn't hold yourself back or stop yourself because you're believing the goop. <laughs> of other people (laughs) don't believe the hype and don't believe the goop the good opinions of other people I uh, saw on reddit a question someone said and the question was how do I fix my shitty self esteem you know and and This person's really struggling since they were a kid. And uh, one of the answers that I loved, and someone else said, this is awesome. (laughs) They said, surround yourself with good friends. As a wise man once said, before you diagnose yourself with low self-esteem, make sure that you're not just surrounded by assholes. (laughs) It's true, right? I mean, if you're surrounded, surrounding yourself by a bunch of crap, crappy people, and they say bad things to you, and then you start believing the hype and the stories and the goop, <laughs> then what's going to happen is your your self-esteem will suffer, right? So you got to stop that. You got to stop listening to other people when it comes to you. You know, happiness comes from within. Happiness is an inside job. Oh, gosh. The guy who writes the notes for the universe. Why? I see his face and I hear his voice. And I know about, you know, thoughts become things and touch. Oh, in his universe. Oh, my gosh. Mike Dooley. There it is. There it is. I knew his name was on the tip of my tongue. All right, Mike Dooley said happiness is an inside job. That's true. You know, you can't fill your wall with certifications and degrees and expect that's going to bring you happiness. And you can't use relationships or sex or giving birth to children or getting a million cats or three dogs or whatever You can't expect that anything outside of you to bring you happiness. You have to turn to your, your spirituality and your eventually your spirit. And that's where your happiness comes from. Your confidence, self-confidence comes from doing things so much and practicing so much that you feel that you can do that. And you can trust yourself in that ability comes a practice, but self-esteem 
or your inner happiness must come from valuing yourself, loving yourself, and understanding your own personal worth. It's outside of what other people believe or think or how they act. But there's a God-shaped size hole and people fill it with everything from donuts to dollars to sex. And again, you don't have to believe in God. You can be an atheist and have good self-esteem, but you have to know how valuable you are. Even if you think that we're on this random blue ball randomly hurtling through space, you have to believe on some level that there's a reason why you're here. There's got to be a reason. It's not all just meaningless, but even if you don't believe that, you have to understand that happiness is an inside job. So what if you, let's see, so I'm looking at this and it doesn't really, it's talking about how to have self-esteem and I don't know. Some of the stuff is good and some of the stuff is like, "Ah, I don't really believe this. It says if you don't like things about yourself and and your happiness is waning because you don't, you don't feel good about yourself. You don't feel happy about yourself. So what if you don't think you're smart enough? Well, learn. Go, go take a couple classes. Coursera.org. You could take classes online for free. <clears throat> for a little bit of money, you could go take the great courses. Learn really big, amazing stuff. Coursera is actually really awesome, by the way, though. Udemy is another one. Udemy. U-D-E-M-Y dot com. If you feel like maybe you want to learn a new language, Duolingo. D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O Duolingo it's an amazing app I've learned a lot of Spanish and Russian and German on Duolingo but maybe take up a hobby and learn to trust yourself doing that build your self confidence up and that might raise your self esteem and there's certain things though you need to Value yourself in a way that you know that you deserve to eat healthy food. And if you eat a piece of cake, you deserve not to beat yourself up over it. Just enjoy that cake and be okay and accept that about yourself. Hey, I like chocolate cake. I like frosting. I like the cherry on top, but I'm going to eat it today. And it's going to make me very, very happy. You know, just decide for yourself that that's true. Don't beat yourself up. If you normally uh, procrastinate, that will decrease your self-happiness, your self-esteem. Oh, there's that. We need to get rid of that, right? Oh, hilarious. I got a note from the universe right then and there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and I should have read it. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Maybe I should go. Actually, maybe maybe that was a meant to be thing. 
I've had uh, problems today with my self-esteem because I started the show. I recorded 40 minutes and I didn't like what I recorded and I deleted it and then I did it over and that was the beginning part of the show. And then I took the break and I cried then I ate some coconut and half a piece of chocolate cake that my son made without frosting to surprise me yesterday because he's a complete sweet person sometimes and most of the time actually and then I uh, re-recorded or I, I recorded the second half of the show 35 minutes into it and I deleted it too I didn't like it I mean this purple freaking cloud is really messing with me the Eeyore cloud is not good it's no bueno. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. I just didn't feel, I just, I, I just didn't have no self-esteem. Not for that. No, I had to redo it. I didn't like what I had to say. I have to say it again. You know, have you guys ever had that? Those false starts? <laughs> you start something go, nope. And you scrap it and you start over. And that's what I, and that's kind of what I went through. Let me, uh, I'm looking to see. If I can get this, uh, tut, cause maybe it was something that we needed to hear, right? So I want you guys to understand though, um, how valuable and wonderful you are and how, if you could take all of the stuff that you put on yourself, all the stories you told yourself, I'm only going to be happy when I get the house or I'm going to be happy when I get my, my, my man <laughs> or my wife. When I find the one that's for me, I'll finally feel complete. Then I can be happy. That's not how it works. You got to be happy first. You have to have that self-esteem first because that's where the happiness comes from. So if you're someone who normally procrastinates, stop procrastinating. Trust yourself to get the job done, you know, whatever the job is. If it's filling out paperwork or it's doing a, you know, job or maybe you want to take a shower and you just keep procrastinating and suddenly it's hours later or two or three days later and now you really feel bad about yourself and you feel like you're not worth anything because you didn't shower. I know a lot of people, it's like, it's depression, but a lot of the times the depression comes from procrastinating. If you force yourself into the shower, especially because you tell yourself, oh, it's going to take too long or, oh, I'm going to feel so cold or, you know, you just make up all these weird excuses, right? And it just makes you feel bad about yourself. So if you stop procrastinating, you get out of bed and you go do it. You could probably be done with it in 20 minutes. And why, why was all the hemming and hawing about for like five, six, seven, eight hours or days, you know? You know, when I was a kid, I, I did that all the time. I had trauma surrounding showers. Though. My stepmom would pull me out of the shower and beat me if I, if I took a shower too late at night. <laughs> so I have like kind of like a, a phobia of just going into the shower, even though I do bathe regularly. Don't panic. I, I'm normal, but, <laughs> but I, sometimes I procrastinate, procrastinate with that and, that's something that some people have some issues with. I heard a rumor that Jennifer Aniston goes for days and days without taking a shower. Johnny Depp is called Mr. Stench. It's the name he gave himself. He does the same thing. 
And it's not only about laziness. There's some deeper psychological roots to this sometimes, you know, where you just feel like there's something about it and you don't know consciously. No one in their right mind would just not bathe, right? But this is something that a lot of people have actually. And then there's other uh, things, um, just procrastinating with, you know, you don't feel like going to the grocery store today. You, you don't feel like dealing with other people. That's me. I do that one all the time. You know, and then when I get it done, then I'm like, oh, I feel so happy. I feel glad I did that. So don't procrastinate anymore. I'm trying really hard not to be a procrastinator like I was. I procrastinated something that I really needed to get done for a week. And now I'm feeling the brunt of it. I'm feeling kind of upset with myself. But I do know that I love myself and I do value myself and I forgive myself. And if you find yourself in these positions where you're kind of mad at yourself, just forgive yourself and go, okay, look, when 20% of your normal conscious mind is available to think the 20% of the thoughts in your head and the rest of the thoughts in your head are in your subconscious mind, that's 80% that you don't know what the hell's in there. (laughs) you know what the hell's in your head so a lot of it just goes back to childhood it goes back to other people's opinions you know like say someone made a, a snarky comment about how you look ugly in orange and then you forgot about it you don't even know it's there but it's in your subconscious mind and now your sweetheart buys you something that's orange like an orange shirt you know feel crappy about yourself Every time you wear that shirt and you don't know why, you just do. Or maybe you feel okay, you don't really think about it, but everyone around you reacts crappy because you're wearing that shirt. Because you're putting off the energy of that negative crap that happened when you were a kid. When someone said some snarky comment about the day you wore orange. (laughs) It's like one weird little incident, but it can ruin... um, your future moments sometimes, right? And it can eat away at your self-esteem. And you don't even know why sometimes. Sometimes it's just in your subconscious mind. It's why one reason I became a hypnotherapist. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist and I love that because I could take people's negative crap from their childhood and <laughs> turn that frown upside down. <laughs> turn that negative sign into a positive sign. That's what we do when we hypnotize people, you know, for therapy, therapeutic reasons. I don't make anyone, you know, bark like a dog or quack like a duck or <laughs> become a lamppost when they hear the, the, the color green said out loud. <laughs> I do make people smile when they hear the number three, though. Because three, you hear it all the time. And it's awesome. I make people smile. Years later, even, I have, I have one woman that I hypnotized, oh gosh, over 20 years ago. And she to this very day says, you know, every single time I see or hear the number three, I can't stop smiling ear to ear. And I feel so happy. That makes me happy when she says that to me. All right. Um, huh. All right. Well, this is what it says. This is the frog message. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and get, get back to the programming in a minute. Note from the universe, performing miracles, Elena, isn't a matter of doing the impossible. It's a matter of redefining the possible. Ooh, I do need a miracle and I ask God for a miracle today. 
I'm going to read that again. Performing miracles isn't a matter of doing the impossible. It's a matter of redefining the possible. Tally-ho, the universe. (laughs) It says, consider, Elena, people once thought double chocolate was impossible. Oh, my God. (laughs) Boy, is that not true. Okay. If you guys want to get these messages from the universe, notes from the universe, I highly recommend it. It will be the best email you ever get (laughs) every single day, constantly. This is from Mike Dooley, and you have to go to tut.com. Tut, like King Tut, tut tut.com. And um, he's always like saying, thoughts become things, choose the good ones. And he has many books out called Notes from the Universe, if you haven't seen them, in the um, spiritual or new age section of Barnes & Noble. Oh, I love this. So performing miracles isn't a matter of doing the impossible. It's a matter of redefining the possible. Yeah, I've been I've been praying for a miracle and then I stopped believing today because of the no hope energy of the Eeyore cloud. I was thinking, oh, there's no way in hell this is gonna happen and I'm sunk. Like literally no hope for my future. This is over. I mean, from finding my twin flame to like just everything. I was doubting everything. Stupid ER cloud. Anyway, um, let's see here. There's an article that I'm looking at, and I don't know if I agree. I, I was about to read some quotes, and then when I reread it, I'm like, no, nah, I don't believe it. But it does say here in on lifehacker.com, there's a, a, a this, it says, um, <clears throat> This is a simple approach to fixing your crappy self-esteem. That's the name of the article. It says, happiness isn't a given, and it's often an elusive emotion because we don't always love the person we are. doesn't mean we're not capable of fixing the issues we have with ourselves. Sometimes all that's required is knowing how to set the right goals. If you have a problem with low self-esteem, then there's a simple plan effective plan you can try so it's basically what I was saying like you know it's it's like if you um, don't think you're smart enough start discussing intellectual things with people and read more um, practice uh, memorizing things mental math it says um, you don't think you look good enough okay well work out dress better find a hairstyle that works for you and if you don't know what that is look on YouTube you know you could do this in the privacy of your own home but um, what I'm going to say, I'm going to add to this because I don't know if I 100%. And accomplishments make you feel good about yourself. Is another thing it says here, and that's true. Don't procrastinate and accomplish stuff. In fact, if you can accomplish five things every day, you will start to feel better about yourself. And pat yourself on the back, like literally. Don't let anyone see you because you're going to look like a crazy person. <laughs> but pat yourself on the back every day. Like for real. No, but now five things. Do five things every day. Be successful. Have five small successes every day. This is something I got directly from T. Harbecker, and this is true. Um, if you're depressed, get out of bed and make your bed and get dressed. That's three successes in a row. If you're depressed, that is like worlds away 
<laughs> you know, I mean, that's like, that's success. If you stay in bed all day long and you stay depressed, you know, but if you get out of bed, that's step one, pat yourself on the back for that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, your, your successes, your five small successes per day, they can be tiny like that. Did you brush your teeth today and you didn't yesterday? That's a success today. You know, for me, that's normal. I mean, I'm up and I've brushed my teeth and gotten dressed and made my bed before I realized what hit me. Because it's for me, it's just a habit. So I I call my successes, did I get my show done? Yeah, there's a success, cool. Did I have a conversation with someone I needed to, even if I was afraid to call them? Yeah, okay, check that off the list. You know, did I spend um, at least two or three hours with my kid every day? Quality time. Yeah. All right. Good. Check that off the list. Did I eat something healthy today? Yeah. Check that off the list. You know, so whatever it is that your list is, make a list or, or don't make a list. Just as you go about your day, go, Hey, that was cool. That was a success. I went on my daily walk. That's cool. I cleaned out the cat litter box. That's something. (laughs) I mean, your successes don't have to be enormous. I did the dishes. Cleaned up after after myself. I made dinner for myself. I don't normally. Normally, I go through the drive-thru at Taco Bell. Not me. There's no Taco Bell in Ecuador. Damn it. (laughs) I love Taco Bell. (laughs) That was like my staple food with my kids. Some people's staple food is rice. Mine was like the dollar tacos. (laughs) Taco Bell. All right. So, um... All right, now when I go to reachout.com, au.reachout.com, they have an article called 10 Tips for Improving Your Self-Esteem. So here's some of the ideas they said is be nice to yourself. You do you. Uh, It says comparing yourself to other people is a surefire way to start feeling crummy. So focus on your own goals and achievements. Don't measure yourself against other people. You don't need that kind of pressure, dude. For real, you don't. Okay, so get moving. Exercise. That actually will raise your self-esteem. Especially if you need to lose weight or you need to get in shape or you don't have any muscles to speak of. You you swear to God that uh, you were born without muscles. Of course you weren't, but I mean, I know me. I've looked at my shoulders sometimes, even when I was a serious bodybuilder. I could never get the definition. I'm like, man, I swear to God, I was born without shoulder muscles. Obviously not true. How could I have lifted my arms? (laughs) But this other one, but, you know, do a little bit of exercise, even if it's for five minutes. You know, turn on a song and dance your booty off. No one has to see you. Nobody's perfect. Accept that you're not perfect and you're going to make mistakes. And, And that's the next one they said. Remember that everybody makes mistakes. Focus on the things that you can change and change them. And if something's out of the control and you can't do anything about it, just accept it. I accept, for example, that I can never be a zookeeper because I'm allergic to animals. I accept that I have asthma and therefore I cannot be a deep sea diver as much as I would love to go hang out at the bottom of the ocean with the whales and the dolphins and the sharks because I love animals of all kinds. But I accept that I can't do that. So instead I went and Hugged a snake in the jungle. Not allergic to snakes. (laughs) And also, it's not in the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) 
do what makes you happy. You know what? That's true. You know, spend, spend time reading, curl up with a good book and a blanket. If that's your thing, go on a bike ride. If that's your thing, um, save up and go on advent and one adventure, one good, decent adventure every year, minimum one Hunter S. Thompson has a, a quote that I thought was worthy enough to go on my chair. I, I've painted a chair and a desk and I'm putting quotes all over. I'm still not done with it, but he says anything that gets your blood racing is probably worth doing. Love Hunter S. Thompson. He's like my long lost brother. I love him so much. All right. So, but do what you love. I mean, if you want to go, if you want to binge watch Netflix while eating Cheetos, do it. (laughs) Whatever makes you happy and screw other people's opinions. It's just goop anyway. Celebrate the small stuff. Teeny, 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 tiny things can lead to a higher self-esteem. Their, their example was you poached your eggs this morning to perfection. What? <laughs> Poach? Who poaches eggs? What are they talking about? This must be an Australia thing. <laughs> it says winning, winning. Celebrate the small victories in life. That helps build your self-esteem and your confidence. And you'll feel better about yourself. And when you're behind, kind and helpful and considerate to other people... You're a good buddy to other people. That's going to boost their mood. And in turn, you'll feel good about yourself, right? Surround yourself with supportive people. Yeah. Remember that other quote? Don't surround yourself with assholes because you'll feel crappy about yourself. So just, um, find positive people, you know, life's too short to be around negative people. Negative Nellies, get them out of your life. Narcissists, get them the hell out of your life. So practice positive self-talk. Write down five things that you like about yourself today. My hair looked pretty damn good. I was able to do my makeup really good today. I looked natural. I looked, you know, not as pale as usual and natural. Um, I looked a little thinner today because I started eating more fruit. Stuff like that. You know, you just, you know, put, your, you know, and also I had been meaning to put, I was putting something off for a whole week and instead of beating myself up, I actually started today. And as I started today, then I felt good about myself. I did it. Boom. Accomplishment winning. So yeah, see, actually, see, I love this, 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 uh, <laughs> au.reachout.com. This is what they said. Get an endorphin hit. <laughs> Try jogging around the block, going for a swim in the ocean, or having a boogie in your living room. <laughs> so I told you, dance in your living room. That's the that's the shit, man. I'm I'm swearing way too much on this episode. I'm sorry about that if it bugs you guys, but oh well. <laughs> I'm a Hayoka, so if it is bothering you, it's something you've got to look inside yourself and you know either forgive me or overcome it. And I'm sorry if it does bother you, but. Hey, Oka, for whatever reason, I got to swear today. It's just, it's part of me. Just a little thing I do. (laughs) So how do you boost your self-confidence? I found an article on entrepreneur.com. We're going to see how good this article is or if I'm going to lambast it. 
Okay. <laughs> 10 things you could do to boost your self-confidence. Take charge of your feelings and start overcoming your obstacles. Well, you know what? This is Chris Dunn. And you know what? I think, you know, this guy's like super in, I think I know this guy. It was kind of freaking me out. I think I met this guy, um, a few years ago at a Bill Walsh business conference. I know way too many people on this planet. All right. Chris W. Dunn. I swear to God, I know this guy. It says he is a founder and CEO of Skill Incubator. Now he's, his name is very familiar and his face is familiar. It's so weird. Maybe it's because I recognize he's got eyes and a nose like most people. Because I do have face amnesia, so it's kind of freaking me out. Anyway, (laughs) whatever. I was always a strange kid, and now I'm the strange adult. (laughs) Uh, Maxwell Maltz, he has a, in this article, he has a um, quote. It says, low self-esteem is like driving through life with your handbrake on. And then it says, nobody's born with limitless self-confidence. That's hilarious, right? I was just telling you guys, don't people get self-esteem and self-confidence mixed and they think it's interchangeable and it's really not see even this guy made that mistake but let's see what he has to say about building your self-confidence he talks about it in regards to business but let's see okay here we go visualize yourself as you want to be you know what fake it till you make it baby that's true you know, uh, don't leave the house wearing sweatpants and t-shirt because the way people are going to react to you is how you're going to react to yourself. You take cues from other people, even though it's goop. I know it still happens, but visualize you, yourself, how you want to be. And then he has a Napoleon Hill quote, and he says what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So there you go. So see yourself in the light in which you're going to be most proud of yourself. For some reason that when I see myself, I'm five foot seven, never going to fricking happen, but that's how I see myself. <laughs> I'm five foot one in, with my stocking feet. Okay. I'm not, I'm five foot 0.25 inches in my stocking. Feet. <laughs> I mean, I'm damn lucky if I, if I'm over five feet at all. But when I visualize myself, I am five foot seven. <laughs> and for some reason, my hair is ravishingly, beautifully blonde and it's not, I'm a redhead, so I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I see myself as a man. Is that wrong? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Okay, a little bit serious now. We have like 10 minutes left here. Visualization is a technique of seeing an image of yourself that you are proud of in your own mind. And when we struggle with low self-confidence, we have a poor perception of ourselves, which is often inaccurate. Oh yeah, like, do you ever like consider yourself to be a hippopotamus because you ate ice cream? I've met people who are like that. Oh, I'm a total cow. I'm a hippo. Ah, look at me. And it's like, this is coming from like, my friend who was like practically a supermodel. She was absolutely beautiful. And she had like maybe one pound more than maybe she needed. But in reality, nah, she was beautiful. Didn't matter. She could put on 15 pounds and still been sexy and beautiful, but it was her own perception of herself. Right. And it was wrong. 
right? Really wrong. And I've, I've met men who just, uh, like didn't get a high school diploma. My, one of my really good friends, Eric, he is a lawyer, never got his high school diploma, got his GED. And then he went to Sarah Lawrence and then he went to another college and ended up, he's a lawyer in Sacramento. And he makes good money. He's also a toy inventor. But to this very day, he will say on, he'll talk about this on Facebook sometimes. He says, you know what? I keep having these panic dreams that I don't have my high school diploma and I didn't get properly. And I keep having these panic dreams where my firm comes and rips away my ability to be a lawyer or sometimes the person who handed me my, my law degree will come and snatch it back up and say, you don't deserve this because you didn't go to high school. Crazy, right? (laughs) So you have to visualize yourself with confidence and who you want to be. The fake it to your makeup, but you, you are good. Affirm yourself. Affirmations are a powerful tool to deliberately install desired beliefs about yourself. That's true. Nikki Carnival said that. Um, let's see here. So yeah, say positive affirmations every day in every way. I am getting better and better and better than that, baby. I always add the fun part. (laughs) So this person says, this is interesting. I never heard this before. She says, make positive statements, but make your affirmations as questions to embed it more into your brain. So instead of saying, I am so good at making deals, say, why am I so good at making deals? I'm going to start saying that. Why am I so damn sexy and desirable? (laughs) Why not? Why am I so good at making money? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm laughing so hard because it's been like eluding me my whole life until now. And even now I'm having issues with it. I'm getting over it. All right. It says, do one thing that scares you every day. You mean like heroin? No, wait, not that. (laughs) No shooting up heroin. No. Do one thing that scares you every day. Don't walk down dark alleys. Don't do drugs that you don't know. <laughs> T.R. Becker, he is one of my favorite people on the planet. I love him very much. I wish I could tell you what T stands for, but I can't. You got to go to a seminar and he'll tell you at the end. They'll tell you at the end what that stands for. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But T. Harvecker said, if you are insecure, guess what? The rest of the world is too. Do not overestimate the competition and and underestimate yourself because you are better than you think. That's true. And you know what? Face your fear head on. T. Harvecker actually, he in person, when I went to see see, um, him speak, he said, I make a lot of money. I do a lot to make my money and I earn it. I earn every penny. But a lot of you are sitting out there going, well, I can't do that because I'm afraid, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Do you think that I don't get afraid? I get afraid every day. 
There's always something that scares me every day. But you know what? I feel the fear. I accept it. And I say to it, thank you for sharing. Next, he moves on. That's it. Thank you for sharing. So when you feel your fear, just say thank you for sharing and then move on. And if you keep on and on and on about it and and you have the fear that stops you in your tracks, he said, put a rubber band around your wrist and snap it. I mean, don't, you know, welt yourself. Don't, you know, cause bruises, but just snap it enough where it's like a, ooh, and it, it it will stop your subconscious mind from feeling the negative things. Question your inner critic. That's another way to, uh, have boost your self-confidence. Don't criticize yourself anymore. Question it. Why are you so critical? Snap it with the rubber band. Set yourself up to win. Put small wins in front of you. You know that you're going to, um, to, I don't know. You know, I don't know what, uh, let's see. You know that you're going to do something and, and, you, you know that there's like five steps. Well, only do one step today. Do the second step tomorrow. Set yourself up for little wins. You can pat yourself on the back, feel successful, and that boosts your confidence. Uh, take a 100 days of rejection challenge or a 100 persons challenge. I took my oldest kid to a weird part of Lima we had never seen before. And I said, we're going to do something crazy. <laughs> we're going to do day drinking on the sidewalk like homeless bums. And we're going to watch as a hundred people reject us, whether they say something out loud or, or they give us a dirty look. And we could even put a thing like we're going to try to make money. Like we're homeless, like begging for money. And we are not leaving this spot until we have been rejected 100 times and we're very drunk. And my, and my son's like, oh, that's freaking hilarious. Let's do it. So we did that. And after like, like two or three hours, 100 people had rejected us. And like people walking by when they came off, you know, come off work you know, in their nice suits and stuff. And it was a nice part of Lima. And they were all rejecting us. And I said, and then after two hours, I go, don't you feel kind of totally numb to the rejection? And he's like, yeah. And I go, does it matter anymore? He's like, nah, I never did. Now I feel it on a different level. Well, yeah, we put ourselves in a a way to be rejected. Nobody likes a day drinker. (laughs) Nobody likes someone who sits on the ground and no one likes anyone who like, you know, looks homeless and weird. We made sure our hair, like we made our hair all really crappy looking and we, we smeared our makeup a little bit and we did it so that, um, we could experience a hundred, a hundred rejections in a row. We counted. We'd like, like they give us a dirty look. We'd make a tick mark <laughs> on a notebook. And it, it, it actually, it's fun. It kind of is liberating because then you just don't give a crap what other people think after that. <laughs> so, you know, you go back and then the next day you go out and you're dressed nice and you look good and you feel good. And then you're like, yeah, well, see, rejection doesn't freaking matter anymore. So go through 100 days or 100 rejections in a row and you'll feel better. Help somebody else and you help other people. Get to boost your confidence right now, right away. Care for yourself. Feed yourself healthy food. Allow yourself a cheat day. You know, like... Allow yourself to watch a couple shows on Netflix if you want, but don't allow yourself to sit there for 16 hours without moving off the couch. 
care for yourself. Get good sleep. And if you don't feel good, um, you know, you say you have, your back is hurting, go to a chiropractor or go hop in a pool or a hot tub or get a massage. Do nice things for yourself and create personal boundaries for yourself. You know, don't allow other people to hurt you. Step in the way of, you know, just, just, you know, be your own advocate. You know what? You, you owe nobody any explanation If somebody bullies you or they hurt you or they start crossing personal boundaries. You have a right to never, ever talk to them again. You have a right to cut them out of your life. Like yesterday's old newspaper, baby, kick them to the curb because you deserve better set boundaries for yourself and shift to an equality mentality. You are as equal as anyone else. Wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. Marilyn Monroe said that. So you know what? Screw it. See yourself as equal. You're equal to everybody. No one is more deserving than you are. Shift your mentality, baby, and your self-confidence will go. All right, that's it. I got to go because I have like a couple seconds left. the dang thing cut me off. All right. I love you guys. And thank you for being my listener. Write to me if you wish. Um, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. Send me voice messages if you wish. Anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical. But that's all I got to say about that. This is already getting too long. I will be back tomorrow with all new and original programming. And if we're still having the negative Nellies and the purple Eeyore cloud problem, then we're going to address it again. We'll address it more. And if you have any problems with it and you hear this before tomorrow, let me know. There's any other issues I haven't addressed or I haven't noticed or forgot to mention. Just let me know because we're on this boat together, right? No one is more important than anyone else. And, you know, your input is important. You know, I need to know that I'm doing a good job here. That I'm actually leading and guiding you in, in positive and good directions, right? I mean, when I say whatever I say to you, I'm saying it to myself just as much, by the way. You know, I, I don't at all have a handle on all of this stuff. Most of it, yeah. Some of it, yeah. But not all of it. I'm here for you guys and I love you. I love you very much. Thank you again so much. But that's it, guys. That's all I got to say about that. So now (laughs) I'm signing off with peace and joy and happiness. That's the inside job (laughs) and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. 
Thank you.